Welcome back to D-Cup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Megan. Each week we rewatch a Disney Channel original movie and discuss the good, the bad, and the cringy in an attempt to create the ultimate DCOM ranking. Continuing our theme of Halloween favorites for Spooky Month, this week we'll be discussing the 2005 classic starring Tia and Tamara Mowry, Twitches. Sabrina, can you hit us with a summary? Two teen witches who were separated at birth meet on their 21st birthday and must use their powers to save the world in which they were born. Ooh. (laughs) So Megan, what's your memory of Twitches? Okay, so this came out in 2005. We would have been seven when this came Mm -hmm. out. So I remember really liking this movie a lot. Like I loved Twitches, despite the fact that it gave me nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) it scared me a lot we established in the last episode that i was such a scaredy cat of a child and i was terrified of the darkness i remember just being very very scared and i also remember the outfits that they wore and i remember thinking that they were really cute outfits and um (laughs) yikes hmm. (laughs) seeing them now uh uh-uh so, yeah. <laughs> what was I'm, your memory from childhood? I, of course, remember Tian Tamara Maori as the oh, leads. Yes. I loved uh, Sister Sister. I would watch yes. the reruns all the time. But I, this movie, as a kid, made me want to be a witch so bad. And oh, yeah. their like sun and moon necklaces are burned into my brain. So cool. And I always wanted the moon necklace for whatever reason. And I did too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny to me because I have such specific memories of like being a kid and in my head, like putting myself into like their, like this movie, like their lives. Yeah. Because I was so into this movie. I, I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Bewitched when I was younger, but this was the movie that was like, this seems so cool to be a witch. Oh, yeah. So I have very specific memories from childhood specifically surrounding this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is, and I'm just now thinking of this, you mentioned their necklaces and I thought about like, oh, their pendants were huge. Like, I don't <laughs> know, like they were really big. And I'm thinking like, they put those on the babies and they've kept them since they were children. And it's funny to me to think of a, like, a, like a six-year-old with that giant pendant on. No, I did not realize they were that big until I like yeah. rewatched it. And I was like, it probably looked very goofy on a child. Yeah, it was insane. But they're beautiful necklaces if you oh, like look at them. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So... This movie was written by Melissa Gould and Dan Berenson. So Melissa Gould was a writer on Bill Nye the Science Guy and fan favorite Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yes. Not the the creator of Lizzie McGuire, but she was a writer on Lizzie McGuire. So very fun. And then Dan Berenson, he has a lot. He has a lot of writing credits. So first of all, he was a writer on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Would you look at that? (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch movies and such. He also wrote Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Are you familiar? I am not. (laughs) I am. Oh. (laughs) I I had that on DVD. Oh, man. (laughs) It's it's pretty much just uh, Cinderella, but the stepmother goes back in time (laughs) it's a time travel film yeah it's you should watch it it's on disney plus (laughs) a choice okay yeah no it's it's fun also dan berenson is responsible for many big decoms which i'm going to list now so we have up up and away eddie's million dollar cook-off stuck in the suburbs halloween town high twitches 2 cheetah girls one world the hannah montana movie the Wizards of Waverly Place movie, and Camp Rock 2. Wow. He has given us so much, and I think we should all just take a moment to thank him. <laughs> he also has, like, a witchy theme. Yeah, very, like, spooky writing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, the film was directed by Stuart Gillard, 
who has directed other DCOM favorites, such as Scream Team, Full Court Miracle, Twitches 2, and Hatching Pete. Oh. Yeah. And this movie was based off a book series called Twitches by H.B. Gilmore and Randy Reisfeld. Yeah. Have you read or seen those books? Never in my life. <laughs> Me neither. I, I did not know it was based on a book until now. And I was like, I where either. were they? Yeah, there are 10 books in the series. Whoa. 10. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that the movies are not very much like the books, if I remember okay. correctly from research I did. This movie has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 60%. Oh, Which is okay. like in the in the red, and it's an audience score of sixty five. Oh my god! Oh, so um, our producer <laughs> just pulled up a picture of the cover of the first Twitch's novel, and it's something. Um, oh, we'll man. we'll post it on the Instagram so everybody can see. Please go check it out because it's a sight to see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll post it there and you can please leave your thoughts because, um, wow. Hmm. (laughs) We're speechless. The pendants are smaller. Yes. (laughs) More, you know, normal size. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just dive right in here. This movie starts immediately. Did you notice it does. that? It does. It gives you no lead in. It says we're Not starting. At all. I, I hit play and I went to sit down and it was already like Tia was talking. There was voiceover and yeah. I had to rewind it because it started within like the first two seconds of the movie. Yeah, they gave you no breathing room. It just None said we're all. here. Let's start. Disney said this starts at 8, 7 central prompt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you are a second late, too bad. You've missed all of the exposition we're going to give you. And okay, so the the voiceover and kind of the lead in, I maybe I don't know if my memory serves me, but it gave me an Ella Enchanted vibe, but darker. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like it, I don't know why, but it immediately brought like Ella Enchanted, and I think it's because it gives that like exposition. Yeah, and Ella Enchanted have a little bit of that, but it's just like in a darker, more intense vibe. Yeah, for sure. Also, this, this is uh, we're going a little more into the movie where the twins are grown up. It's like the second scene in the movie. Yeah, what do Cameron's parents do? That house is nuts. Cameron's room. I want her room. But the entire time, I'm like, what job do they have where they can afford this house? But also, did you hear when she called for her parents and the echo in the house was so intense? That's actually on my negatives. (laughs) I have that written down. So everybody, this is like, we're jumping around in this film from the get-go. But when Cameron brings Alex into her house and she calls for her parents, they they have added in an echo. And it's a very bad add it it's so bad it's too much it's insane it's way <laughs> the too amount much. of echo yeah uh, so sabrina what are some things you really liked about this okay i honestly think the basic storyline is a pretty solid storyline yeah i mean two twins being separated at birth like these magical twins being separated at birth coming back together to on their 21st birthday to save their world and their mom yeah. it's a pretty solid interesting storyline and i think if they remade it today with like the bones of what they have it could be a really cool series that they could do i fully agree with you and i think that is what bumped up this movie for me and like made it i guess more than i expected it to be because i think the overall general gist of what they had was really good and really well done Yeah, the bones were there. Yes, absolutely. I also loved the opposition of Cameron and Alex, Mm -hmm. especially when they like first find out they have powers and Alex is, you know, more of in skepticism and, you know, kind of like, "Mm, maybe not. And Cameron's all about it. She is so excited about it. And they have that root in reality throughout the entire movie. And it goes back and forth between them. Yeah. And I really love that balance of them having like one foot in their reality and one foot in commentary and them 
kind of going back and forth and fighting like who is about Coventry right now versus who is about reality. Yeah. I thought it brought a really interesting dynamic for the twins throughout the movie. I'm going to say it. Tia and Tamara carry this film. Maybe not the whole film, but they carry the script on their backs, in my opinion. And Uh, I, I agree. They are just so good. I feel like we as a society have forgotten how amazing the Maori twins are. I I have to say the emotion that yes. they had in this oh, movie yes. was so good. Yes, and ma'am. So <laughs> like palpable. Mm-hmm. I was like, I invested. <laughs> and they're funny. They yeah. are very funny. They have great comedic timing. Like yeah. they just they're so funny. But also the side characters in this, I thought were also great. I loved I, Ileana and Karsh. I loved Ileana and Karsh. I loved them so they much. Are, they're so funny. They are like on the top of my positives list. They're <laughs> they're back and forth. I wish I could find a way to like know if they improved those things because a lot of them felt improvised. Yeah. And there was like one line that made me laugh so hard. Um, is when Ileana is saying, I wonder if we should have mentioned that they're marked for death. <laughs> and then Karsh is just like, why would we tell him that? <laughs> I know, and he's like, but he's so exacerbated. He's like, why would we tell him, him that? Like, Karsh hates Ileana so much. I know, but then they end up being a couple at the end. Yeah, and that, I think, which I knew it. <laughs> yeah, which I think is Obvious. so funny. Yeah. But I, I loved them throughout it and so they had the energy of like a married couple from a 1970s stand-up comedians act yeah 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 i (laughs) i honestly think like their comedic relief throughout the movie was very good especially in like the darker parts towards the end very well Um, placed there's a part where they're um i think it's when the darkness is attacking them in alex's friend's house and they're outside of the house and karsh is like i have to figure out a spell or something and there's a beat and iliana goes did you get it (laughs) he's like no (laughs) it's just the timing was so funny i cackled yeah i loved them throughout the entire movie and i also really loved that their personalities reflected their twin yes absolutely like i loved that little layer that it wasn't it wasn't like super necessary, but I loved that about yeah. them. And I think it yeah. worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. I also loved Cameron's parents. I thought they were fun. Yeah. I I loved the relationships in this yeah. movie. I think I really do think like the relationships were one of the stronger parts. The mm-hmm. family relationship between like Cameron and her dad, Cameron and her mom, those parents were so good. Yeah. And then also Alex and her friend. I loved that relationship. I was about to say Lucinda was a true friend. Yeah. Like first of all, um, <laughs> Lucinda, horrible name, but a great friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think she helped kind of ground a lot of Alex's life. Yeah, because you didn't get a lot of her life. We got yeah. a lot of Cameron's, but not a lot of Alex's. I loved I loved how different she was from Cameron's friend. Yes. And she just she felt very real. She felt like a 21-year-old girl who is having to like work her way through college, living at home. Like I just I felt like she was very realistic. Yeah, I completely agree. I also loved how to go to a different point. I also loved how they built the world through Alex and Cameron's like like the drawings and the story I think that is an interesting way of adding into like them into Coventry because they have that piece of them and I really liked like when they showed the scene of like the drawings I was like Mm -hmm. oh that's really cool that's a cool way of having them still connected to their roots without them knowing everything that's going on you know yeah it's I like like we said the bones are there, yeah. 
for the story. Um, something I did find kind of funny was when Cameron and Alex are in her room and she's like, maybe I can do magic on my own. And Alex says, oh, what you don't you've never tried. And she said, no, I don't buy that. I don't believe that she's never tried to use magic because every day of my life, I check to see if I have powers as a child. <laughs> I would just look at something and try to move it. I still, to this day, sometimes will check just to make sure. because I don't, <laughs> don't want to miss out. One day I stop trying to see if I have magic and then I miss out and I've had it for like five years and I haven't been using it. That would be awful. That's very true. And honestly, throughout the movie, or at least throughout the beginning, when they first find their powers, they're using their powers willy nilly. And no one is doing anything about it. And <laughs> also, they're like, they're using it on innocent people. And yeah. literally, like, no one's questioning it. Like, what's happening? Yeah, that montage? First of all, I love a montage. But that montage was nuts. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I was like, why aren't they reining them in? Like, this should not be happening in the real world. Who's letting this happen? Yeah, that was really funny. Also, I think I just would like to say, this movie is Hamlet. <laughs> Did you notice that it was Hamlet? No, but now that you say it, I can't unhear it. Like, I can't unknow this information. <laughs> it is Diet Hamlet with magic. Oh, and the Maori yeah. sisters. <laughs> yeah, and the Maori sisters. Tia and Tamara in Hamlet. <laughs> I was just, I was like, why did we need? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was an interesting thing. Just, you know, the king dies and the queen marries his brother and it's the brother who kills him. Okay. I was like, why? Why? <laughs> I didn't dislike it. This is not a dislike. I just thought it was funny that they decided to put Hamlet into the movie. I'm sorry, but why were they so chill about their mother marrying their uncle? That's weird. Because they haven't read Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was just like, why is this normalized in this movie? Like they were like, oh yeah, and she married our uncle. And I was like, they did say it like it was very romantic. Yeah, and it was like, she that's married our weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't tip you off. Hmm. But you know what? <laughs> Sorry, go on. I think to go off on a different note, <laughs> I forgot how dark and intense this movie was. And I liked it. I liked mm -hmm. that it got dark and intense, especially towards the end, because I think it helped with the emotional arc. Yeah. And if it wasn't more dark than like a, a normal Disney movie, um, yeah. I don't think it would have hit as well. Like, I don't think it would have served yeah. its purpose. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I really liked the climax of the movie. I thought that it was very good. Uh, there's some things that I will get into into the negatives about like the lead up to the climax. But I really did like that moment where they're crying and like doing the spell. I love the line that Tamara's mom says about love is infinite. I thought that was such a great theme to put yeah. into this movie. Like they, you know, they could have had just like a a regular run of the mill kind of thing with a weak theme but i like i like the idea love is infinite and that they put it in and it didn't seem really cheesy to me i thought that that was really sweet also tell me why i cried at the end of this movie <laughs> no literally <laughs> i i got emotional and <laughs> I, I tears spilled over my eyelids down my face i wasn't like sobbing but at least two came out I was crying <laughs> and I, I don't ridiculous. <laughs> it was, it was the end moment where they were like crying and like saving Coventry. Yeah. But it was also the point where Alex and her mom reunite mm -hmm. and have that like incredibly emotional moment. I was not okay. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was so, such a good scene. And also they were acting the crap out of that scene. Like, yeah. it was so good. That moment had me teary-eyed for sure. Tia, amazing. <laughs> Tamara, 
Honestly. Tamara killed it in this movie. I mean, I, we're, I'm going to circle back around to crying at the end of this, but like, uh, so I think Tia did a great job, but I think, so when I watched Sister, Sister, I was always like, I loved both of them, but I was always like, Tia gets a lot of like the really interesting storylines. And I feel like in this movie, Tamara's character is a little more interesting than Alex, just because I think she has a very big like turnaround and Tamara acts the crap out of this role. She's so funny. She's very like, she's not over the top, but she's per- the perfect amount of over the top for her character, which if you watch sister, sister, it's very clear that Tamara gets a lot of her comedy influence from Jim Carrey. And I can see a lot of that in this movie because the two of them have very different acting approaches mm-hmm. where Tamara is a little bit more silly. And I could still see like some of how Jim Carrey still like influences her acting in this movie. Not as much as Sister Sister. Sister Sister, she pulls out like the alrighty bends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very like I just I I wanted to shout out Tamara and Tia because Tia brings those tears. They're both so good. Well, okay. So I, I got to say, the one thing that annoyed me was the amount of times that Tamara touched her hair in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Really? I didn't notice. I mean, she did like the little like fluffing up your hair oh, move. crimping. Okay. So much that I was like, yeah. okay, can we pick another physical thing that you can do? But You're right. I, I do completely agree that she had the best like, full character arc like 180 yeah character development alex you didn't have as much of a character development i don't feel i think you just got more of her emotions and like her you got her to open up a bit more Mm -hmm. throughout the movie yeah but she's very serious throughout the movie and i think like I think Tamara, you kind of see how she's so giddy and silly. And then she finds out she has powers and, oh, this is fun. But then the minute things start to not be fun anymore, then it's like such a hard flip. Right, right. And I think that moment with Cameron and her mom right before like the ending, I think that was such a huge moment for her character. So good. So good. And I loved that they brought her mom into it and yeah. there there wasn't this big, awkward, weird thing where it's like, oh, you have magic powers. What is Coventry? Blah, you know, like she was just like, okay, like what's going on? You know, like yeah. she genuinely cared so much that it was one of those things that that wasn't important. What was important was her daughter. Yeah. And that moment really got me. Yeah. The mom could have very easily have been just a, a small side character. And I really mm-hmm. liked how they pulled her towards the front in the end. I agree. I cried at the end. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. not expecting to. And you know what? I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. I teared up. That's for sure. <laughs> I I was just caught off guard. I was sitting there and they're saying, think about all the people you love. And they're listing the people they love. And Tia and Tamara are sobbing, like yeah. full crying. And I was like, why am I also crying? <laughs> they cried a decent amount for this movie. I was not expecting yeah. them to cry as much as they did. But I also tend to cry when I see other people cry. I do but- too. <laughs> But it was one of those things that I was like, oh, no, like, this is this is really hitting my heart. (laughs) I felt it. And I didn't remember how emotional this movie was. I didn't either. But I loved it. Thanks for making me cry, Twitches. Twitches. Yeah, (laughs) I needed that. It was a good release. (laughs) So I want to hear what you disliked about Twitches. Okay. So... You're so hesitant. I, I am. I I am hesitant because how much I love this movie. However, there are some things that took me out a little bit that disappointed me watching it because I wanted to love it like so wholeheartedly and there were things that took me out. The first thing I'm going to say is just kind of a pet peeve of mine in movies in general. 
And that is that there was a lot of horrible ADR in this film. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. And so for people who don't know what ADR is, ADR stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement. And it's where once they do a take and you get into the editing room, sometimes like a line didn't work. Like maybe the actor spoke too softly and you can't hear it. There might be background noise. Maybe they like flubbed on a word. So they have the actor come into a studio and record the line. And then they put that recording into the film and they try to match it up with the actor's mouth. And a a lot of times it doesn't work very well. It looks really bad. So like if you've ever watched a movie and you're it's like a dialogue scene and you're like that that sounded weird because it didn't match up with like their their voice or they, their voice didn't match up with their mouth or their like physicality very well. It's probably because it was ADR'd and it was not mixed well and it just wasn't done well at all. And this movie had so much of that. There were a lot of really bad ADR lines. And I don't know if there was like a lot of background noise on set. I don't know if people talked too quiet, but they did it a lot and it annoyed me. That is such a pet peeve of mine. It was very apparent, like yeah. incredibly apparent. And it did, I I agree, it did take me out. And because I like, I'm a big continuity person like that's a huge pet peeve of mine this is not as big of a thing but it's definitely noticeable and in this one it's like they didn't even try to hide it at some points yeah and it it was it was rough for this movie it It was was, it was very rough and not just in like not just in scenes where we're looking at their faces. There were scenes where, you know, they're walking towards the house and they put ADR lines over that kind of shot, but they didn't mix it well. So it sounded like someone in a re- in a recording studio. Yeah. So it was a mix of those two lines. Like if if you rewatch the film after listening to this podcast, I, keep a lookout for this because it's so much. It that's just a big pet peeve of mine. So that kind of took me out. Another kind of technical thing. The CGI was so bad. So bad. It was so bad. This is some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. I mean, the very first, like the opening scene, I was like, oh no. The (laughs) castle shot is so bad. It looks like, do you remember that YouTube video from middle school where it's like a grainy countryside road and then that like zombie jumps into the screen? Yes. And screams. That's the quality of these like (laughs) castle images. They were very bad. bad. And not just like the castle and the darkness circling the castle. The darkness, the darkness looked like caca. (laughs) It looked (laughs) awful straight poop (laughs) excuse me give me a minute (laughs) okay i was not expecting you to say (laughs) okay okay excuse me while i pull myself together (laughs) i have to take off my jacket (laughs) um do I disagree? Absolutely not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I don't disagree. It was not good at all. <laughs> but it was so bad. It, was it just did. Bad. And, and you know what? I'm going to drop one of my fun facts right now. The okay. budget for this movie was $20 million. Where did that money go? Wait, not, to, it? not, not to the special effects department. <laughs> It was to Tia and Tamara. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, exclusively for their salaries because it definitely didn't go into effects. <laughs> but wait, didn't you say in the Halloween Town episode that that was supposed to be the Halloween Town budget? Yeah. Yes, Halloween Town was supposed to be twenty million, but they made it on four million. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Halloween Town did that on four million. Yeah. And Twitches did this with twenty. Yeah, because all of the I'm I'm going to take a gander and say eight million went to Tia, eight million went to Tamara, and four million went to the rest of the movie. 
honestly i that's so shocking (laughs) yeah nuts yeah so i those are things those are just kind of technical things also the fake echo i hated that so bad (laughs) and then this is my last like technical thing there was a transition towards the end and it's where miranda and alex are talking with thanos and um (laughs) oh thantos sorry (laughs) we're now in the mcu (laughs) twitches have morphed with the mcu you know what i would have preferred thanos in this movie imagine Uh, oh this my is god a mess. this is a mess um <laughs> so it's where miranda and alex are talking to thanos and they're saying thanos. That- <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> thanos why can't i get that okay <laughs> they're talking to thanos and <laughs> they're they're saying that like Cameron's back in the mortal world and they he has to go find her and he's like I'm on it or whatever and he looks straight into the camera and then the camera zooms in on his eyeball and it's like an eyeball transition to yeah. the party scene and I hated that so much it was so bad <laughs> but it was funny bad I'm not like yeah. I I this is all in jest <laughs> i just i just i just i just it was just it, they're funny things like they yeah. don't ruin the movie for me at all before i go on with the rest of my list i would love to hear some things you didn't like because I, I don't want it to come across as me taking a dump on this movie because i genuinely do really love this movie <laughs> well you brought up a lot of my like technical points yeah so i'm not gonna repeat those but um (laughs) i'm glad to know you agree though (laughs) so one thing that i kind of like rolled my eyes at from the get was santos was obviously the villain the entire time yes and it made me so mad because i was like this could have been a cool reveal with like the drawing but it was so obvious yeah. That he was the villain because he was always trying to like steer Miranda away from and the girls. Hit the first shot you see of him, he's he has this like necklace that he's yes. circling in a pot or something. Right after we see the darkness circling, well, and what could it mean? He, <laughs> like he can't be up to any good with that. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. No, that's that is something I have that Thanos was too obvious of a villain. You keep seeing Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have to say, I think the one like really big flaw that if it were even slightly fixed, I think it could be a lot better of a movie personally mm-hmm. how cheesy a lot of the writing was mm, yes ma'am like i <laughs> and that's why at the beginning like i think i said this in general notes it could be remade with like the bones that it has like it has a really yeah. interesting premise but the cheesy and i don't know if it's disney writing or what it is but that took me out of it at some points because i was just like this is so like over the top cheesy that i can't get past it and this movie ended up being more intense and dark towards the end and i think that's where i got invested but a lot of the beginning was super like cheesy and i i just i was like if they if they got better writing at the beginning i feel like i would be invested more yeah like i was at the end Mm -hmm. i agree with you my my two biggest script things the first do actual people live in coventry other than miranda thantos and the two guards we see in the one scene at the beginning because like i mean 
there's there's just no world building and i people are probably sick of hearing me say world building from the last episode but like halloween town world building was amazing whereas in this movie they did not build coventry no really at all it's not a place that i felt like i wanted to go to and not even like after the darkness cleared like you would have thought maybe after you could have seen something the one thing that we see of coventry that isn't the empty castle is a grainy countryside with two houses i think there's there's no people so i like i don't have any tie to coventry as a place because there are uh, according to the film the population of coventry is four well okay i think i think they focus most of the world building for coventry on alex and cameron's yeah like memories or like their drawings or their stories mm-hmm. i agree there should be more people but that's also their castle so maybe there, like, there wouldn't be. I mean, I feel like there would be but more people there, in that castle. Where are their servants and like all these other people? And even right. in Tia and Tamara's recollections, they only talk about their mom, their dad, and Thantos. They're they don't mention anyone else except well, Ileana and Karsh. I mean, that's true. But I do wish. I I feel the same way. I do wish they kind of broadened Coventry to outside of the castle and, you know, had more like townspeople or just like something you could connect to and feel like it's a real place because it was a lot of empty space. A lot of empty space. It was a lot of empty space. (laughs) It was just Miranda in that beautiful blue gown running through empty halls. Yeah, honestly, that poor woman, her, her cardio, killing it. Straight um, up, she all her rings are closed on her Apple Watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I I do agree. I wish there were more people. It felt it felt very empty, and also like once it was you know, once the darkness yeah. had disappeared, I wish we would have seen people you know maybe like coming out of like their houses or something you know. Yeah, to Their celebrate returned. I don't or, know. Yeah, something. Yeah, but like I, I just, it didn't feel realistic to me that the darkness would have destroyed every person in Coventry except for two people. Right, and you know what? Thantos is one of those people. So Miranda didn't sit there and go, "Hmm, why am I the only person that hasn't died?" Great question. <laughs> um and then my last dislike of the movie is i didn't think thantos was a very good villain i agree i thought that he was too obvious i thought that he wasn't very sinister at all he just didn't he wasn't very creepy i didn't think he had much of a motivation and he's he just kind of felt very one note the entire movie. Like his whole performance was very static. Yeah. It was not it was boring, honestly. I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel threatened by him. And the darkness also didn't seem to this darkness seemed very scary and threatening in the human world. Mm-hmm. But in Coventry, all it did was circle the castle. <laughs> Right, it wasn't going into the castle and attacking. Yeah, Miranda. like what, was, like uh, like what was keeping it away? So I guess Thantos, but I mean, at a certain point, I don't. I guess that was kind of like confusing for me. And also, I just don't. I don't really understand his motivation. He said that his brother had everything and he didn't appreciate it, and very hamlet yeah. <laughs> but yep. i just i didn't understand like what was the point like he took all these souls and he's just gonna circle the castle for the rest of eternity is it that doesn't the life you want to be living me. yeah like he didn't he wasn't even trying to rule people because there were no people to rule yeah like he was just <laughs> keeping miranda hostage yeah also i gotta say um the parents were Miranda and Eric, right? Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Miranda and Aaron. And then they named their daughters Apollo and Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i just confused. I lo- Like, those names are dope. I mean, they're cool. I love them. But love them. 
and you hear like Coventry and you think like magic, they yeah, would and all Ileana have cool and na- Karsh. Yeah, like they would all have cool names, and then it's like Miranda and Aaron. <laughs> like, I, I was like, why? That sounds like my neighbors. <laughs> also, <laughs> also like Santos. That's a villain name. That's a really villain is. name no, off he, the Thantos, bat. Thantos is named after the Greek uh, personification of death, Thanatos. So they literally were just like, hey, this is the villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just letting you know. Uh, yes. The, and yeah, going after the Greek gods, Artemis and Apollo. Right. So right. yeah. We, uh, duh. <laughs> He's the villain. Also... I don't like he's dressed in all black the whole time. No, he's got a purple turtleneck. Purple is evil. Exactly. An evil turtleneck. No, and it was like that, like this weird shiny material. And I was like, it was like silk. Yeah, I was like, what is that? (laughs) You know what? This is a good transition for fashion. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Okay. Do you have do you have things? uh, Do you have anything else you want to say about it in the negatives? No, no, I think we hit it all. So okay. let's let's move into fashion. I okay. So Cameron and Alex's outfits, they were the pinnacle of two thousands fashion. Two hundreds, two thousands fashion, like early two thousands. And literally, I remember like Disney kids going on the red carpet in what Alex was wearing. Alex's <laughs> outfit so bad. So okay, I loved her headband. And that's about it. <laughs> the belt. I liked, I liked the colors together, but okay. that shirt was too long and the belt. Well, okay. It reminds me of like it reminds me of like Lizzie McGuire and Sabrina, a lot. Can you can you describe for the listeners in case they haven't rewatched the movie before listening to this? Can you describe Alex's outfit like in great detail? <laughs> So it was this like light blue lace, like kind of lacy, long. And when I say long, I mean like halfway down her thighs, long (laughs) shirt, long sleeve shirt. Her shirt would have passed the dress code if she didn't wear pants. (laughs) Right. And then she wore baggy, like kind of ripped up jeans. And I think it was like sneakers, right? I didn't pay attention to her shoes. Um, and then she had like a dark blue, like it jacket. looked like, yeah, it looked like a jean jacket, but it wasn't jean. It was like a dark blue yeah. jacket. Um, and that purple headband. And the purple headband. I liked the headband. I'm not going to lie. I, I think the headband was good. I, yeah. oh, and she had the belt around her waist, <laughs> the big belt, like red belt. That was a look. It was, and she wears this the entire movie because it takes place in one day, but at least Cameron got a few outfit changes. Like Tia wore this on set every single day. But also Cameron's first, I think it was her first outfit where she was wearing like the orange dress with the blue little tiny. That's the the dress she was trying on. The short sleeve blue little, very cropped What is that called? Sweater. I don't know. It's called something. But it's so, like, our middle school time. Like, I remember mm-hmm. girls wearing that to, like, dances with their, like, short little bubble yeah. dresses. Yeah. That just yeah. looked so bad. Uh-huh. Well, so Tamara's first outfit, she is wearing a pink ruffle skirt with a blue tank top, and it is giving limited to. This whole movie is giving limited to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like I'm pretty it, sure it's sponsored by Limited Two at this point. Yeah, it really is. Over top of it, she has this pink blazer, which the pink blazer is cute, but not on top of the ruffle skirt tank top. <laughs> and then her friend is wearing a green blazer with white gauchos. <laughs> You're so offended, and I understand. <laughs> like, I think the only outfit that I was like okay with was like the dress that Tamara wore to her party. Beautiful. Yeah, I was like okay, I'm yeah. that's good. I'll take that. It I was have a simple. Question. Yeah. Why in Disney movies does blazer equal rich? <laughs> All of the rich people were wearing blazers <laughs> over regular clothes. <laughs> 
I'm, it's a preppy look. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the private school. I have money to pay for school kind of look. Yeah. I don't know. That That's a good question. I think that's just like a stereotype that Disney was just like, I'm doing it. This is it. I need I need to know the costume designer. I need to know what crimes they've but committed. I also think like those little short sleeve, very cropped sweater things and like blazers. Those were really big in the they early were, 2000s. Because um, Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus as Hannah Montana wore them all the time. Like the long sleeved. Yeah. And they're called something. I cannot think. Producer, can you please look up? It's like... It's like the thing, it's like a tiny jacket. <laughs> it's like a tiny short sleeve sweater. What are that's they like called? super cropped, early 2000s. I'm pretty sure Ashley Tisdale. They wore them all the time on Hannah Montana. Look up early 2000s. It will probably pop up. Yeah, but it's called something. It has a name. A baby cardigan? No. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind no. of. It's like smaller. Okay, we can't think of what that is called. So if you, if anyone listening knows, please comment on one of our posts and tell us. Please. We're going to rack our brains for the rest of the night. I have no clue. I mean, it was a bad look at any point. Yeah. <laughs> Just not a cute look. Um, Did you have those? I know I had some. I think I had one or two. But yeah. I didn't really dress very girly when I was young. Yeah. So I think I probably only wore it to like dances, like I was saying. Yeah. But I, okay. So costumes that I liked, mm-hmm. I liked Ileana and Karsha's costume. Karsha's was a little too big, but yeah. other than that, I thought those Loved. were the like best quality costumes. Loved. They looked so good. The all orange fit on yeah. Ileana. Did you see her shoes? No, but now I have to look it up. She had some, like, gold wedges, I think. Also, her hair. So cute. The the spiky little, like, flipped out hair. flip out. I I loved the flipped out look. So cute. She had, like, glitter makeup. It was cute. She was cute. And I liked Karcha's, like, really heavy kind of outfit. It was very heavy. He was dressed like Ross from Friends. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but more likable. <laughs> I I like I don't know. Do throughout the whole movie I was like I love their costumes and I think great. the other ones like Miranda's felt very like Halloween store costume. It I, it looked cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay, so it was beautiful I think because it was so bright. Like they picked the most luminescent fabric yeah i've ever seen if it had just been a toned down blue i think it would have looked a lot more realistic yeah but iliana's was a bright orange and it looked fantastic it was kind of a burnt orange though right Mm. (laughs) i don't know about that i'm pretty sure it was pretty bright orange like Uh, primary color like but it was at least it wasn't a shiny fabric her dress was shiny yeah it wasn't shiny which i think helped a lot but i think their costumes and then the dress that cameron wears at her party were the two best costumes yes absolutely yeah that dress is gorgeous I personally have no other fashion notes. <laughs> I don't either. Okay. So okay. let's let's move on to your fun facts. Some fun facts I have. Okay. So my first fun fact, and this might be one of my favorites, actually. So there is a scene where Tia plays Cameron because Tamara couldn't be there for the shoot day shut up (laughs) there is and i spotted it i knew which one it was do you want to take a guess no (laughs) (laughs) it is the first party scene not the scene where she's talking to her mom but her scene where she comes out in her princess dress and she's talking to her friend and she's like mingling with the people that's tia is that they, why they did the masquerade mask? I think that's why. 
they put the masquerade mask down. Now they did like they covered up some of her chest moles and then they drew on Tamara's mole that she has, which uh, they used to do that in Sister Sister. Like the first three seasons of Sister Sister, they drew on a mole for Tia and then they stopped for like the last three seasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did that. And I could kind of tell. And the only reason I could tell is because I went through a sister sister phase last year where I rewatched sister sister. And like, I could kind of tell cause their acting styles are pretty different, but mm-hmm. yeah. So they put that mask on her and yeah. So that, that was Tia. I think I was so focused on how annoying her friend was that I didn't, <laughs> that I didn't notice. Those were two um, masks in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was not a fan of Cameron's friend throughout I, this movie. Yeah, she, she's kind of annoying. The exterior of Cameron's house is the same house that they used for Regina George's house in Mean Girls. Ooh, that's a good fun fact. Isn't wow. it? Wow. fun. Yeah. Also, originally, Tia was supposed to play Cameron and Tamara was supposed to play Alex, but they asked if they could have their parts switched. Interesting. I wonder how different it would be. I actually would. Before I knew that fact, I wanted it to be that. I was like, I wish they would have switched because these characters are very similar to their sister-sister characters. Yeah, I, I remembered that. Like watching this now, I was like, this feels very familiar. And then I was like, oh, it's yeah. probably because they're sister-sister characters. Even the family dynamics where Tamara in the show came from a two-parent household that was rich. And then Tia came from like a single mom and she was a little more poor. They said, sister-sister, but make it witches. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tia and Tamara were 27 when this movie was filmed. Wow. I was actually, I did not remember what age they were supposed to be in this. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when it said they were 21. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Disney Channel movies that are set past the age of 16. <laughs> right. And I, like, I was expecting 16, 17, 18. You know, like, mm-hmm. I was expecting in that range. But when they said 21, I was like, that's a lot older than I expected. Yeah, <laughs> they, they there should have been drunkards at that party. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I know this is a Disney movie, but at that party, they would be trashed. (laughs) Yeah, ain't ain't no way Tamara's having her 21st birthday party with her parents there. (laughs) Exactly. Unless they're really cool parents. (laughs) Which they were, but they weren't cool enough to buy her like a Mike's Hard. I don't know. (laughs) A Mike's Hard. (laughs) You know what you drink on your 21st birthday. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Okay, my other fun fact, uh, Tia and Tamara came up with the go twitches, go twitches. That makes sense. They did it on set and they liked it. So they put it in. I thought that was like a cute little moment, but cute. some of the places they put it in, I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) this feels a little out of place. I thought it was cute at the end, especially. Yes, at the end was super cute. I liked it. Oh, and then my last fun fact is Tia and Tamara are trying very hard to get a Twitches 3 into the works. They really want to do it. Oh my God. So it may be remade with today. Yeah, it could be. They really want to do it, but I don't know if like, I don't know if other people are on board, which is crazy to me, but. I hope so. I want to see them get really good writers and like really cool like effects. I would be so hyped to see a yes, Twitch but like three. they should put it on like ABC Family or something, or I don't know, not Disney, so that yeah. it can be a little more adult. It could be Disney Plus, a little more adult. Yeah, those that are my fun so facts. Cool. Nice, <laughs> sick. Well, I'm gonna hit you with some. Where are they now? So I did two actors from Where Are They Now because I had some trouble finding information on some of these other actors did you know Uh, i did i mean they did some other stuff but online there's just not much written it was like they were in this this and this and that was all i could find so i decided to use jennifer robertson who played iliana i absolutely adore her and she actually was nominated for best female performance in a feature film for twitches at the Canadian Comedy Awards. What? Yeah. Did she win? No, she was just nominated for it. She should have. 
I know. I agree. Um, and what most people will probably know her from is she played Jocelyn Shit in Shit's Creek, which is oh. one of my all-time favorite shows. I love <laughs> Shit's Creek. She got a lot of noms for that as well. And she most recently played a lead role in Netflix's Ginny in Georgia. Oh. So she's been doing a couple of things recently, but in everything, she's my favorite character in most things I watch with her in it. She's so funny. She's such a character. And I love seeing her in TV shows now. I love that she's kind of coming up a little more. Yeah. The next person is Patrick Fabian, who played Thanos. Thanos? Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes, in the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, <laughs> so he's a- appeared in a lot of films, and he's made guest appearances on TV shows. So he was in The Last Exorcism, that film, I think it was in like 2010. And he had guest appearances on Friends and Will and Grace, but he most recently plays the role of Howard Hamlin in a show called Better Call Sal. Mm. Or Saul. Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Sure. I've never heard of it. Our producer is freaking out. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I've I know it's I know it's like a supposed to be a very, very good show. It's a really good prequel to Breaking Bad. Mm. Okay. I've also I I've never seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> Um, so I've never seen, like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Our producer is mad. Um, <laughs> quit when this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so he recently has been playing Howard Hamlin in Better Call Saul. And hmm. that I think is the most recent that he's done. I mean, I think he's still in it. Hmm. So, and I know that Megan loves the Maori sisters. So, I knew she would have some more info than I could just find on the internet. So I'm going to throw it to you for the Maori sisters. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this quick, but we'll see. So I, like I said, I went through that sister-sister phase and I'm still on it, baby. Tia and Tamara Maori. I love these women. So after sister-sister Twitch's era, Tia and Tamara actually went on and had their own reality series. That went for like two or three seasons. I'm not quite sure how long, but like it started with Tamara's wedding and Tia's first pregnancy. And let me tell you, it's juicy. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't I didn't watch it when it was on because I wasn't old enough, but I watched some clips and they fight a lot. Yikes. but it's it's like it's a different side of the sisters that i have never seen before but yeah you can look it up it's called tia and tamara and it was a reality show both of the sisters are very happily married and they both have two kids a boy and a girl each and let's see tia has gone on to do a lot of like lifetime christmas movies she's done a lot of those And Tamara has also since gone on to do some Lifetime Christmas movies. They're both in that Lifetime Christmas movie universe. Tia is has gotten into cooking. I think she has a couple of cookbooks out. And Tamara was a host on the talk show The Real with like Adrian Bailon and some other women. And she just recently, I think this last year, left the show. But she was on that show for many, many years. And then they together, Tia and Tamara, have a book series out that they've written for young readers called Twin Tuition. And it's about two twins who have psychic abilities. And there are four books, I think, in that book series. Also, if you miss Tia's acting and you're not into Lifetime Christmas movies, she has a show on Netflix that I think is going into its fourth season called Family Reunion. And I haven't watched it, but I really want to. It's on my list. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that she was on a Netflix show. Yeah. And she also has a YouTube, if you're interested. It's called Tia Maori's Quick Fix, I think. And she does like a lot of cooking stuff and does Q&As about sister-sister twitches and stuff with her family. But yeah, Tia and Tamara are both very happy, living very happy lives, acting in a lot of Christmas movies. 
I love that because I love Christmas. So I'm going to be looking up those movies here in the next month or so. Yeah. So I think we have to get down to it. I think we're at the point where we have to rate this up against the only other movie that we have, Halloween Town. So let's let's hear your final thoughts on the movie. Just wrap up your like your main points. I think the basis of this movie is really interesting. And I liked I liked this movie a lot. I think there were some character flaws and just little things that I think if they were just tweaked, I think they could really do a lot with this. And I think that's such a big thing for me, especially looking back on all of these decoms, is how they could fare now. And I think this is one that could easily be redone and remade from what they already have. And I just really, even though the script was cheesy and the effects were not good, it was still one that hit my heart. And like, it wasn't just the nostalgia. Like, it was genuinely like the emotion and the acting that we got out of all of the actors there, especially Tia and Tamara. Yeah. I think that carried me through this and really made me solid on like, this is a good movie. Yeah. Like I said, my biggest things were that there was really no world building and that I think Thantos was a weak villain. I think that if Tia and Tamara weren't cast in the leads, the lead roles, I don't think it would be as good of a movie. And I think that's how much they carried it. Like without them, I just don't think the script is there for me to be that good of a movie. They really brought so much to the movie and elevated it. And I don't think it was bad. I think it is a good movie. But I think the thing that disappointed me is that it has the potential to be a great movie. And I just like all of that potential was there for it to be so much better. So like instead of just being good, it could have been fantastic. And that's all in the script. I like the actors really did so good. So like that's where kind of I am. Where are you thinking about putting this above or below Halloween Town since we only have two right now? I mean, I I think because this one has some pretty big I I guess flaws, I, especially in this like with the writing and the script for me. I think I would put it under Halloween Town. I agree with you. And there there were some moments where I think I would put it above Halloween Town, but overall, I think Halloween Town was more put together and had more to it than this one did. I, for me, it came down to what movie am I going to watch while I'm carving a pumpkin? And for, for me, I think it would be Halloween Town. Okay, well, you didn't tell me we were basing it on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for all the same reasons that you said. Also, between Coventry and Halloween Town, I would rather live in halloween town because i know i would right. have neighbors there <laughs> right um it wouldn't just but be it Miranda. is such it is such a good movie like i i really enjoyed watching it it made me cry but i think that it's just like a tinge below halloween town so what i think is if you want like a fun heartwarming to carve a pumpkin while watching <laughs> watch halloween town but if you want something a little more, I guess, emotional and like darker, watch Twitches. I yeah. I think they they feel very different. Like they they have they're yeah. like on different ends of the scale, I think. I feel like Halloween Town's like feel good kind of movie, and Twitches is more like I don't want to say it's not feel good, but it's just like more intense and darker it's than a Halloween. More, it's a little more grown up. Yeah. But I mean, also Halloween Town, she's 13 and in this they're 21. <laughs> right. But it's it's grown up in more in theme. Yes. Than Halloween Town. I mean, the script is <laughs> not the best. I'm like, this is like middle school teen 
kind of language and like way yeah. of speaking. But the theme, like the overall themes are definitely more grown up in Twitches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where we have it. So our ranking right now is currently Halloween Town at number one and Twitches at number two. So I hope you guys liked this episode. Please join us back next Sunday where we will be reviewing The Phantom of the Megaplex. Woo! Woo! This one was Sabrina's pick, so I am excited for this. I I haven't seen this movie in so long, and I'm so excited to just jump back in. Yeah. I, I can't I actually, wait. I've never seen this one, so this will be a first for me. Really? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm so excited to just jump in and see your, I guess, initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, Megan, where can you find us online? You can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. So, y'all, until next time, thanks for tuning in. I'm Sabrina. I'm Megan, and you've been listening to D-Cup. The Disney Channel Unoriginal Podcast. Dun, 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 dun.